Hi there, and thanks for joining me for another episode of Pour It Out with Alana Beverly. I'm your host, Alana, and I'm super excited to have you join me. Today on the podcast, we have the man, the myth, the legend, Pastor Obadiah Harris. If you do not know him, I think you probably live under a rock, if you live in Chillicothe, that is, um, because he is one of the most well-known people in our city. Um, I told him, I don't remember if it was when we were recording or if it was when we were off the microphone, but I told him he is one of the most influential people in Chillicothe, not just one of the most influential pastors, but people in this city. Um, He has done so much over the years. He leads Um, a church lifting up Jesus church. Uh, He just is everywhere at every community event. He is there at every faith-based event. He is there. Uh, He works at the high school. He worked at the VA. He worked at Kenworth. Um, He just has been a little bit of everywhere and he's got such a big personality. I have never seen him without a smile on his face and an encouraging word uh, on his lips. He is just one of those people. It's like sunshine (laughs) walking around because when you are around him, you can't help but smile. You can't help but be in a good mood. You can't help but just feel better. Um, And sitting down and having a conversation with him and hearing about his life, so much of why he is the way he is made so much more sense. When he was talking about his mom and um, just his family as a whole, I just was like, okay, that's, that's where you got it. That's, that's why you are the way you are. Um, and it just made so much sense and it blessed me so much. It encouraged me so much, you know, before we had a whole conversation before we started recording about his family and he just lit up, he loves his family. He loves his church family. He loves our community and he just has such a great heart. If you know him, I guarantee that you love him. And if you do not know him, you will for sure love him by the end of this conversation. Um, So grab a drink, join me as we pour it out. This is a good one. Well, good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? You know, I just, I feel inspired. I feel uh, reinvigorated, revitalized to rise for the prize and not be in the demise. (laughs) I am excited for this. Um, okay. Well, Pastor Obadiah, why don't you start off with telling us a little bit about you? Tell us about your family. You know, um, I, I, when you look, when you look at the name Obadiah, when I was a kid, I wasn't really excited about a name like that because I didn't, I didn't see, uh, the proposition Mm -hmm. for the definition and how significant it is that you have a Bible name that you can wrap the entirety of your life around that type of inspiration. Mm -hmm. But as I got older and realized Obadiah meant servant of God, then it became something that I became a stakeholder in it. Mm -hmm. Now let me make this plain because everybody talks about me in relation to, you know, uh, a stake 
as far as beef is concerned, and I always say this, a great steak is never a mustache. <laughs> but I'm taking talking about a stakeholder in a different situation in relation to claiming the territory for God. So Obadiah meaning servant of God, this is my purpose, is to please God. And with that being being said, there's a there's a spiritual metamorphosis that has, has to take place. And there's a lot of things that have to come out of us and God deposits in us in order for us to be progressively more like him. So tell us about your family. You got a wife and two children, two children and four grandsons. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And so my wife, Karen, Karen Ann Harris, her maiden name is Beverly. We've been married uh, since September 30th, 1978. So we're up on 45 years. You know, we got, we continue to keep uh, the marital uh, pedal to the metal. And then in another five years, we'll be at the wow. golden anna anniversary. Wow. You know, uh, with God's help, we, we do everything we can to fulfill the dream, but it hadn't all been peaches and cream. <laughs> There's things you go through because it's just the, it's the world we live in. And it's, it's how that uh, life shapes all of us that we have to co continue to submit to God mm -hmm. and his purpose. But we're all going through evolutions. And I'm not, and I'm not talking about evolutions as far as uh, uh, secular ideations is concerned. But God is e evolving us. And so and we're working through where we've been, where we are, and where we're going. But the thing about it is Karen and I have been able to continue to love each other and work together as we go through the different seasons of time in order to fulfill God's purpose. And she's very dedicated to the Lord, dedicated to the church, and as an incomparable mother and grandmother, Obadiah, he is, he'll be 43 this year. And he's uh, involved in the ministry, the church here, and he's been he's been in Oklahoma. He's been a Division One football player, but he's a man of God. His his character speaks uh, for itself. He's much better than his dad, but he's the he's the uh, Obadiah number four. Now Obadiah Senior was a different kind of guy. You know, he was kind of like a rolling. Rolling Stone, and he had businesses here and everything like that, and there's there's good things he did, but there's some other things that he maybe was involved in, but then my dad, Junior, he really showed us how to be mentors and be fathers and how to take the baton as a man and pass it to the next generation. He just just awesome the way he took he took care of his family. And he didn't have the secular education that some did, but man, was he was he a people person, mm -hmm. and he and he loved God. So he started out. He went to the eighth grade. He started out uh, after the military, working at the VA in the silent bar. And before he was done, he was the head of the whole department. He was the chief wow. of food productions and services. I think there's like 180 men he was under. Simultaneous with that, he worked at the Chillicothe Hospital. And he started out as an orderly, and then he learned to be an x-ray technician on the job training. 
and man, uh, Dr. Manchester, who was James Manchester, who was the head of radiology, said he was his best x-ray technician. Oh. And he did, he worked there for like uh, 22 uh, years. And how could he juggle the ball between 33 and a half years in the VA and 22 years there? It's just, it's just amazing. But his ability to uh, deal with people, the rapport that he had was just awesome. And uh, my mother was my mother was a great great evangelist and a great student of the Word of God, and a, a really a prototypical example of what Jesus Christ was about. So my daughter Corinne, I just have great you know great inspiration for her and and her purpose. And she works in the school system, and the kids love her there. She's a librarian of one of our local schools. Wow, just a beautiful young lady. And then her two boys, she has she has two sons, Donovan and Josiah. And Donovan, he uh, is at Wilberforce College and he plays basketball there. He's like in the six, eight type, you know, dimensions. He can, he can uh, get the ball and he handles it well. And he can, he can dribble and innovate and he can, celebrate and culminate. He could slam dunk and he doesn't have to be at the donut shop to do it. And then Josiah, if you've ever, if you ever get a chance to hear one of his podcasts, he's an, he's an individual. He's a great, he's a great intellect. All of them are smart in their own way. Flipping back to Obadiah and his son Eldrick and Henry. Awesome. Eldrick and Henry, both very, very smart. Eldrick, you know, athletic too. He's a he's a strong, structured uh, young man. God just doing great things for him. And then Henry has diabetes, but his disposition in relation to that it gives opposition to negativity. Anything that would hold him back. And he plays football, basketball. All four of uh, the Fantastic Four there are just outstanding in their own way. So here, here I am, um, you, you asked me about my family and I, and I just celebrate all over the world because it causes my feet to really to levitate off the ground as I just give God the glory as each one goes through their individualistic situations. But then I give God the glory as we continue to have success successively. And one of the things I'm excited about is I want to do what I can to teach them because every professor needs a successor. Mm-hmm. When I put the baton in the relay for life in their hands, I want them to be able to get past life's demands. And if you give them the baton in the right place, it's lighter to carry. Mm-hmm. But if you don't give them in the right place and you ain't right, the word baton, it becomes a baton. Mm-hmm. It's a ton that breaks their back as they try to mobilize themselves. They just can't do it because the generation before them has put a heavy sinful weight on them with their sinful di- disposition already, gives them proclivities, inclinations that prevents their Jesus aspirations. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. Well, the first question, and I had 
prepped you ahead of time for this one, but was what do you feel like the Lord is saying over our city, over Chillicothe specific? Is there anything specific that you feel like he's saying here? I feel I feel like in relation to Chillicothe, it bothers me when I hear people refer to Chillicothe as Pillicothe. It bothers me uh, when uh, the syndrome of drug usage and all kinds of different uh, chemical dependencies proliferate, not just Chillicothe, but the world. I feel like God wants to put a different kind of anointed chili, uh, chili powder in, Chil- in Chillicothe, in which when the devil tries, uh, the Bible says he walked with the bowels of roaring lions, seeking whom he may devour, that when he thinks he's taken a gulp of Chillicothe, that Holy Ghost anointed chili mm-hmm. pepper is so hot <laughs> that it causes the devil to get indigestions. And all his demons are doing everything they, they can to give him Pepto-Bismol, <laughs> but at the same time, it just won't work. So mm-hmm. my prayer my prayer is that as churches, we continue uh, to collectively pray together with a unification that will that will cause hell's annihilation because mm-hmm. we can we can break the power of hell because Jesus said upon this rock I'll build my church yeah. the gates of hell shall yeah. not prevail against us so we want to open up heaven's gates mm-hmm. but the Bible says if two of you shall agree on anything that they shall ask it shall be done I pray that we can find some spiritual agreement in Jesus name so that we don't want to allow hell to divide us because of disagreement. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I'm with you on that. That's good. Well, so I've got a few questions for you. First of all, how long have you been a pastor here? I've been a pastor here since 1985. But I think we moved into church in 1990. Because okay. we start, we started in the living room, and we then we went to a garage, to the garage, mm-hmm. and back to the house where I'm living now, and uh, and we went we went through different different situations. There's always different seasons that we go we go through. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As a son, you go through seasons. Mm-hmm. I told somebody this the other day. You look at the word seasons, and the word sea is in it, and a lot of times we're like on the sea of life. And um, and we we have um, we have our fatherhood, we have sonship, daughtership, and all these different ships that we're traveling, and it's on it's on a spiritual sea. Mm-hmm. But when in your season, you don't allow the fluctuations to let you get seasick, but you allow yourself to become such a son that as you're on the sea. God speaks to the wind and the waves and says, peace be still. So in relation to him, there's a peace with him in relation to salvation, but then there's a deep-seated peace inside of you in which it says, be anxious for nothing. Mm -hmm. But everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God and the peace of God that passeth understanding shall keep your minds and hearts through Christ Jesus. So the way I've been able to keep my, my sanity 
and keep good sense, even though there might be somebody that might say you don't have no sense, <laughs> is by these last from from you know 85, 90 under now, keeping my eyes on the prize and recognizing that God is doing many times more than what you see him doing. And that everything that he's doing through you, it's not all just quantifiable as far as far as what you see inside the house, because we got to go out in the hedges mm -hmm. and highways and compel men to come in. I don't know if that answers concisely. Yeah. 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 So how did you get into ministry? I came up, I came up in, in the church. Uh, when I was a child, I came up in the original glorious church and uh, we had different, our original pastor was uh, Elder Willis Conley. And then Bishop George Steele came. And uh, when I was very young, and uh, and he really influenced my life. Uh, George Steele, we called him the Man of Steel. He was he was a guy that never had to prove himself, and he was a he was a man that really demonstrated what was called meekness. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between meekness and weakness, and meekness is power under control. And he demonstrated that to me. So I came up under that regime and came up in a home where Bible revival was very prominent. My dad was a deacon. My mom was an ordained evangelist. And so with that being, being said, I was baptized in, in the Holy Ghost at the age of, got baptized in Jesus' name at six, baptized with the Holy Ghost at seven years old. Wow. So been in the military. God has shaped my life. Now, have I ever always done everything right? No. None of us have. We've all seen come short of the glory of God. But uh, in our household, I was I was taught to make my own decisions. So I've been in the military and you know, I'm 69 years old, but I've never taken I've never taken a drink of alcohol. I've never taken I've never drank beer. I've never drank whiskey or any of that, you know. And I had opportunities to do it. You know, I'm you're stationed in, you know, Lackland there and in uh, San Antonio, Texas, and then you go uh, to another location in, in Texas, and then you're stationed right outside of D.C., and you're here and there and everywhere. But God, God has a reservation for me, a preservation for me, in which he's really done things prominently. And uh, I give him the glory because there's been times in my life when my feet have well nigh slipped ready to do something that would just devastate, just destroy everything God wanted to do do for me. But when I say it like this, when I've been strong enough to handle it, God let it come. Mm -hmm. But when I've been too weak to handle it, he kept it away from me. And he wouldn't let the devil get to me during my time of susceptibility where, where he could just pick me apart like pulled pork in a crock pot. <laughs> And a lot of times we're we're just crackpots. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's idiosyncratic disorders that we have that God needs to reorder mm -hmm. and give us new borders. He the main thing he does is when he protects us from ourselves. Because the devil's not even our worst enemy. Yep. Our worst enemy can be me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you went to the military, yeah. came home. And then you, did you get right into ministry right after that? 
Yes, I was in, I was uh, really involved in the ministry, being a youth leader and things of this nature. But then I was at about the age of, of 20, I acknowledged the call and uh, to the ministry. And so I was involved in the, in the ministry then. And I came back here. I worked at uh, the VA uh, for a year. And then I worked at the atomic plant for 10 and a half years. I worked at Kenworth. Uh, for 15, almost 16 years, worked for Chillicothe City Schools for 20 years and had a total of uh, six years and seven months between the active Air Force and the, the Air Force Reserve. So, I mean, wow. there's been a lot of different different things that I've had an opportunity wow. to do. And then I've been in the ministry mm-hmm. since I was 20 years old. So that's almost, uh, and that's officially. Because mm-hmm. started being a youth leader yeah. You know, in, in maybe, maybe 13, 14 years old, you know? So just about all of my, my oh. life has been Christological. And when you've been Christological all your life, the rest of the world may not be logical. Yeah. But if we're Christological, yeah. we ought to have some idea what's going on. But the more we learn, the more we find out we don't know. Boy, yeah. there's a lot I don't mm-hmm. know. That's why I'm sitting here with you right now. Oh, I'm learning from you. (laughs) (laughs) Now, did you, your mom was an evangelist, so did you travel a lot with her? She traveled some, and she had opportunities to travel more. But she felt, this is what she felt. A bird in hand is is worth more than two in a bush. And she felt like this. And she was a, she was different people wanted her to go because she had an unbelievable ministry that if she just left and left her family too much and here's dad working and we're left to raise ourselves mm-hmm. like we're wild weeds mm-hmm. instead of us being a prominent crop for God in a very positive way, we could grow up, we could be poison oak, poison, poison ivy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Poison ivy that the devil gives an ivy and puts the wrong things in our veins that causes us pain and makes us go insane. So she she was really uh, with us. And I remember going on a revival one time with her to uh, Oberlin, Ohio. And I can remember vividly a guy that was on the bus and he had, he had rode a motorcycle and had an accident. He had a trach and he put his finger on, on that place. And he said, don't ever let him ride a a motorcycle. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, that's not a spiritual biblical Mm -hmm. prohibitive, but just something like in the mind of a child, you remember that. And that's been, I was like seven years old then. Did you ever ride a motorcycle? No, I never, never have. I'm, I'm thinking if I, if I even got on the back, maybe one time, but no, I've never have, and don't have a desire to. Yeah, no, you know what either. I mean? No, I don't either. <laughs> so, you know, it's uh, it, but in the home, you're always getting, you're always getting uh, a teaching, and things like that. You know, my brother, you know, is a great, great Bible teacher, and you know, he pastors in Indianapolis, in Indiana, and has a great business there. But we're 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 pe- we're people that um, you know we're biblic- biblicalaholics. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're addicted to addicted to the word. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we rec- we recognize that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Now, how many siblings do you have? I have uh, had uh, two. Okay. 
And uh, my brother Tim, uh, I don't know if you've, you've probably heard about mm-hmm. him. And he's he's the he's the one that was our major benefactor for the uh, Obadiah Harris family complex there, and he's a pastor, an apostolic pastor in Indianapolis. Has a you know really thriving uh, church that's mostly young people there. But then he also has Harrison Ford Chemical Company, which is like a three hundred sixty million dollar company, wow. and he's the he's the CEO of it and owns fifty one percent. But he recognizes that everything that happens for him is God. Yeah. When he was first, he was with another company, and he talks about this and how uh, that he left that company and he had a two-year contingency, and he set up another guy in the business. But the guy wanted wanted him out of the business world so he could get a lot of uh, the businesses. And was another. It was another, you know, uh, black owner. So he knew Tim had a two-year contingency. When Tim got out, he was his major source of uh, setting him up. He pulled the rug out from under him, wow. stopped supporting him. And then when the two years was over with, he had this warehouse in order to get his funding. He needed. They had to come through there, and he tells a story about how. That a little bit before they came through there, there was water coming through that roof. But how God ste- God stepped it, stopped it up, and when they came through there, there was no water. There was no water coming through that roof at all. Wow. And how he was able to get the loan that he needed in order uh, to do the business. So uh, we're we're faith we're faith people. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and we and we believe that we don't always have to have existing materials in order for God to do a miraculous yeah. uh, intervention in which his divine intentions is there. And it causes new extensions and dimensions that are exceeding and abundant above all we ask or think according yeah. to the power that works in us. Yeah. And my uh, oldest brother, he was uh, maybe about a year older than then your father, and he graduated from Chillicothe in 65, went to Central State University, and uh, he was a banker in Columbus. And at 48 years old, he was a senior vice president with Huntington Banks, but he got cancer and he passed away at, at 40, at 48, you know, so he was seven years older than me and nine mm-hmm. than my brother Tim. So I was a, I was the kid in the middle, the middle child. <laughs> You know what they say about middle uh-huh. middle children, <laughs> and I'm the I'm the biggest fan of my brothers, mm-hmm. both my oldest and my younger. Yeah, yet at the same time, I say they put the meat between the two pieces of bread. <laughs> <laughs> Neither one of them were moldy bread, but I wasn't spoiled meat either. <laughs> I love it. I want to take just a quick second and tell you about my local partners that I have here in Chillicothe. These are three local businesses who have come alongside me to support me, to encourage me, and to help me in any way. They are absolutely incredible. I'm going to start with Roast Coffee, hands down best coffee in Chillicothe. Their tagline is coffee and community. You can walk in, get amazing coffee 
and talk to some incredible baristas. And also you always run into people that you know, because we have a fantastic community and they hang out there. It is the best place to go. You will find me in there a lot, whether I am sitting down, meeting with someone face to face, whether I'm grabbing something to go. Sometimes I go and don't even order coffee. I just sit because the atmosphere is so wonderful that I just enjoy being there. One of the best places to be here in town is located in the Fort Collective, so you can grab your coffee and also shop around while you're in there. And the best baristas. I mean, just really the best people. We are gearing up, we are kicking off summer. And so let me tell you, the iced Cubano, I like it with oat milk, would be my hands down favorite uh, summer drink. I also like just a simple cold brew. And if you're into teas, their iced chai tea and their iced matcha are both fantastic as well. They also have a lemonade that is bottled, it's pre-bottled, and it is fantastic. So even if coffee is not your thing, go grab a lemonade and you will be just as excited and you will love it just as much, I promise. My second partner that I want to tell you about is Sweet William Blossom Boutique. Uh, They are located on 2nd Street across from Carl's Townhouse, and they have been my favorite downtown business since the very beginning. Um, They've got the best chocolate-covered strawberries, the most beautiful flowers. Guys, we are in peony season, which is like the best season if you ask me. They have the most beautiful peony arrangements. Go check them out. If you want to brighten someone's day, get them a peony arrangement. Get them some chocolate-covered strawberries or a gourmet apple. You cannot go wrong. If you are looking for a pick-me-up for yourself or a way to brighten someone's day, stop in there and I promise anything you get, (laughs) anything that you get will brighten someone's day. They also have a new Dirty Pop stand. If you don't know what a Dirty Pop is, then pop in and go check them out. Oh, did you catch that? No pun intended. Um, But go check it out. They are fantastic and they have the cutest, most perfect little charcuterie cone to go with it. So if you are downtown and you just need a quick little snack, go grab a Dirty Pop and a charcuterie cone and you will be good to go. Cannot say enough good things about uh, Sweet William Blossom Boutique. It literally has been my favorite downtown business since they opened. Um, There's nothing, I will say this forever and ever because it is the truth, there is nothing better than getting a pink box either delivered to you by them or delivered to you by a friend. There's nothing better, I promise. And lastly, Maggie and Me Candle Company. These are amazing smelling candles that are safe. They are hand poured. They are healthy for you and they are made with love by Lid Bunstein and her granddaughter Maggie and they are fantastic. You can pick them up around town at different places. They are sold at High Five Bakery. They are sold at New System Bakery. They are sold at Nelly Dog. Um, They are sold all around and you can also find them online. So look them up on social media and go check them out. And if you go to any of these places, be sure to let them know that Alana sent you. Thank you.
Okay, so we were kind of talking about this a little bit before we started recording, but I want to go back to that conversation. Yeah. Um, you are one of the most influential people here in Chillicothe. I would say for sure one of the most influential pastors, but I would say one of the most influential people, period, in this community. And I think, you know, we kind of talked about that earlier when I said it to you and just how you have a way of there's the faith community that loves and respects and knows you, but then there's also the education community and then just the community as as a whole, which then as you talked, I didn't realize that you had worked all the places that you've worked and done all the things that you've done. So it makes sense of how you've been able to have that reach. Um, but I mean, I would, when I was telling a friend about you, I said, I mean, he's got a football field named after him and he's got, (laughs) he's like a, a big shot at Longhorn and he's got this steak thing going on. So I just, you know, how, how is that my question? Well, two questions. I do want you to tell us about the Longhorn thing. And two is how, how do you balance all that you balance? Because you are a family man. You are very active in the community, very well respected and loved in the community. Um, but then you also get up and preach and run a church every Sunday. You know, I think, I think that, um, a lot of times if we if we um we talk about balancing things i think one of the main things is for god to balance you mm-hmm. and he knows how to do it because the book of isaiah says he measured the water in the hollow of his hands mm-hmm. he meted or measured the heavens with the span he comprehended the dust of the earth in a measure and he weighed the mountains and scales and hills and balances and i think that we uh if we don't just look at ourselves as far as categorizations, then we can, we can be an authentic person wherever we go. Mm-hmm. God measures it out. When we let him measure it out, then he pleasures it out. Mm-hmm. And we consider everything that we do in life a treasure. So uh, I'm not a different person in the, in the pulpit than I am if I'm sitting at Bob Evans with some of my, my friends and uh, uh, we're, we're talking, we're talking about the, the sausage and the eggs and everything like that. You know, I'm not a different, mm-hmm. I'm not a different person if I'm, if I'm dipping the biscuits in, in the gravy, you know what I mean? Cause somebody's made a grave maybe for, uh, the hog, mm-hmm. you know, the prolific of the hogorifics. I'm, <laughs> I'm just wiping it away my mouth, but just being a real person, because sometimes we operate in a straitjacket of limitations and we're like, okay, now. I'm the pastor. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, there's a certain way I have to interact with people and I have to be different around these mm-hmm. people. And I think we all, all should always be cognizant of who we are, and where we are, and not just be a person that is given the jabberwocky. But I think that if people realize that you're real, yeah. they feel that you're real. And in every situation, whether it's the church, restaurant or the community they 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 feel the real and and you can touch them and you can help heal them because yeah. they feel yeah. the real that's really good yeah all right now tell us about this longhorn thing i'm excited about the longhorn <laughs> because it's 
just about my favorite place to eat. I've got the greatest cook that there is, my wife. You know what I mean? And oh, man. But I like to eat. I savor the flavor because God's done me a favor. <laughs> but when you're at Longhorn, you're not at the Longhorn. <laughs> so they have, you know, I've went there profusely and through the years. And and they, they have that outlaw uh, ribeye. I tell you what, that, that, that rib is no fib. One day, Ann drives at the uh, manager, called me up and said, hey, you've been named legendary customer of the year. I didn't even know that they had legendary customer of the year. So I want you to come out. So I took a picture of me and my wife, and they've got a little picture up there of us out there at Longhorn. And for the next year, you'll be the legendary customer. So we came out. They took a picture, gave us $150 gift certificate. And uh, 25% for the next year. And it's like, it's all, it's just God's favor. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? People don't just randomly select you for things like that. And I, I, when I say random, I'm talking about ran, (laughs) (laughs) D-U-M-B. They don't randomly select you for that. God elects you for things. You know, and he just he just gives you things. So a lot of times I'll be at a restaurant, so I'll just pay pay for it. It's not un, unusual, you know what I mean? Or businesses will just give me give me stuff because they God has given you what is called divine favor. Sure. And somebody somebody doing you a favor is different than divine favor. Yeah. Divine favor is a continuum, a continuation. In which, because God is letting people know that you're you're His you're His man, you're His son. Everywhere you go, there's significant and prolific things He does for you that are a little bit extra mm-hmm. because of your desire to do things for Him. And if it happens one time, that's somebody doing you a favor, you know. Mm-hmm. But when it keeps happening over and over. It's not just a favor, it's favor. And then you grow into that, and it's like, I'm going to Longhorn tonight, and I'm looking for that steak that's flavorized, <laughs> tenderized, marbleized. I'm going to be mesmerized. I'm going to maximize, and I'm going to rise for the delectable prize. Can you say thank you, Jesus? Hey. Uh-uh. <laughs> I love it. Oh, you are joy. Okay, well, so I have to know. This is I've always been curious about this. You are a wordsmith if there's ever been a wordsmith. So, is that something do you study words? What do you how do you have all the words that you have? I have um you know, since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I would like read magazines and then after I'd read these sports magazines and they, they have it uh, in what I call the prolific of the colorifics, you know, they make it in such a, such a fashion where there's such explanation. uh, I don't want to say exaggeration that uh, many times they expound on things. And I, and I, and I have like looked 
at the, the different, different definitive aspects of that. And it just become a part of my life. And I feel at this stage, it's become a part of my anointing. Mm-hmm. Because God, God ex- the, distinguishes you with your individualism. Mm-hmm. And so in view of that, it's not anything really that I, uh, I just say, I'm going to do this and, and I'm going to say this word, things like that. But it's like, I'm just sitting talking with you. And if you say a certain thing, then it just, it starts to light up and then very profusely mm-hmm. just, just flows verbally out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As God gives me the explanation and uh, I, I, I'm involved in the continuation of it. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a part, it's a part of uh, not just my methodology, but his. I like it. Yeah. We all love it. You make yeah. us, you make us smile on a daily basis. It's funny. Randry will be watching your sermons. He watches you almost every Sunday. Really? And, um, and it's funny because he'll have it on and I'll walk in and I'm like, who is that? Oh, that's Obadiah. Okay. <laughs> We just smile. We just sit and listen to it. And it's you. We, we love it. Um, well, is there anything that we didn't talk about that you want to make sure that we talk about? You know, I just, you know, thank God for the, you know, opportunity to sit down with a young lady of your caliber and, and you, you can, you consider me because you could have had anyone, you know what I mean? You didn't just have have to have an, an older seasoned uh, gentleman, you know what I mean? That's uh, grabbing a hold of the coattail of, of 70 and getting ready to <laughs> go in that new uh, dimension and extension there. You can, or, or someone maybe that's looking for some of the, uh, the hair that no longer has the flair, <laughs> you know, you know, like on the top, our hairs are numbered. There's like hundred thousand hairs uh-huh. on our head. I, you think I got 20,000 left? <laughs> I think, I think it's <laughs> but, but the thing that I think is very important is, and I want to leave this with people that are in my age categorization. I think you can age gracefully and grow in grace and in the knowledge of the son of God, the Bible says unto a perfect man and to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Never depreciate what God appreciates. Mm -hmm. But at this season of life, I keep telling people over and over, never look at what you can't do now that you could do before, but look now at what you could do that you could never do before. Mm -hmm. And when you walk with God for a long time, it's not been a wrong time. Then what happens is, your growing in grace will allow you to have a better pace so where you're not in a hurry to go nowhere, but you're walking in God's exactitude Mm -hmm. to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. And the place is destiny and destination that he has promised you from the foundation of the world. So don't get don't get old and decrepitude your attitude that affects your altitude or latitude, but allow yourself to be conscious of God's destination and don't get aggravated in desperation. Mm-hmm. 
I have two more questions for yeah. you. One came as you were talking. How is it that, because from as long as I can remember knowing you, which is my whole, I mean, I think back to being really, really little and just knowing who you were, you have always been full of joy. You always have a smile on your face. You always carry that. And my question to you is how, how, especially over, let's say just the last few years that we've Mm -hmm. had with things just being hard. How do you maintain joy in those hard seasons, no matter what? I think that, I think, I think there's a celebratory attitude that you, that you have now. I went, I've went through times I can remember younger when I was younger, when I was like depression and things like that. And the, and the, the devil closed in on my world and, a, and attack uh, the, who I am. But as time goes on and you learn more about your prayer life, then you recognize, you recognize that uh, the world talks about the, the, the pleasure centers of the brain those ple- pleasure centers are treasured centers that the world, they get involved in the dopamines and endorphins and things like that. And they use chemical dependencies and chemical exploration in, in, in order to give them exhilaration. Mm-hmm. But the same areas that the devil competes for, they belong to God. And when you allow yourself to open up to God, and you keep celebrating for God, then God takes control of your uh, dopamines and endorphins and everything like that. So all of those cerebral areas, God allows you to be able to celebrate in the cerebral dimension. And you just got, he's anointed me. One thing he's done, I'm not trying to compete with everybody else, but he's anointed me with the oil of gladness above my fellows. I feel that he, I feel that he's given me a special level of joy, unspeakable and full of glory that is not dependent upon different situations. And you can't allow yourself to be incarcerated by the debilitating situations that are going on around you. And you can't be in a situation where you allow fear to grab a hold of you. You fight your personal fears and and you learn to rebuke them, but also you learn to open yourself up to God. And it's like, wow, the heavens declare the glory of the Lord. The firmament showeth his handiwork day in the day, utter his speech, night in the night showeth knowledge. And you start, you start to recognize that inside of you is a world itself. Someone may say it's a microcosm, a world in miniature. But you see, you see God for being as big as he is, and you let him invade the premises and be influential in you, in flu in you. So you can be, you can in flu and flow in other people so they can know that greater mm-hmm. is he that's in you than he that's in the world. I don't Amen. know if I answered that question. Yeah, you did, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta fight for it. You know yeah. what I mean? And keep our confession of faith without wavering, knowing He's faithful. That promise. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And so I just encourage, I just encourage and pray for you today and everything that God has for you to do that. He just pour his anointing on you. That if you're, if you're uh, having any, any times when you hear the voice of antagonism, you hear the voice of jealousy, you hear the, the voice of, of human opinion that you and Randre will continue to know prominently beyond a shadow of a doubt that man has his opinion, but God has dominion mm -hmm. in Jesus' name. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I'll take that. Thank you. Yeah. Well, the last question I always ask yeah. is, what, what is the Lord speaking to you personally uh -huh. right now? What he's speaking, what he's speaking to me right now, and he's doing some interesting things for me because he's uh he's given me new plateaus and he's also expanding my territoriality. You know, some people call me Terry's what's your name? Mm -hmm. Territoriality. <laughs> that has as he does, as he does that, he wants me to keep him prominently. And I believe that there's some, there's some, um, I can remember I was about 30 years old and there was a really big door of opportunity that, uh, I, I kind of, kind of like flirted with, and then some people got involved and didn't open up. And I look back on that and I respect God and trust God because he, he gets you ready for situations and gets situations ready for you. Mm -hmm. And my life might've been totally different if that door had opened that time at that time, but I wasn't maybe ready for it. And what happens is with a lot of ministers are, is that they get to a point to where they lose the essence of who God is and they get wrapped up in really being like a rock star mm -hmm. of this of this generation and we got to be, we got to be ministers. And the thing about ministers is I'm reminded of the apostle Paul in first Corinthians, the fourth chapter. And he talks about uh, how that they were made ministers. And he uses a Greek term, huperetes, which refers to galley slaves. And those galley slaves were, they were placed on a boat and they didn't have any wiggle room at all, but they were they were under underneath the top deck, and and the way that the ship kept going was they were rowing, but you couldn't see them, but you could see the effects of what they what they did, and they were they were very uncomfortable in what they did, didn't have a lot of room as far as respiration was was concerned, ventilation was concerned. But as long as they kept rowing, the ship kept going. And I, what God speaks to me is that regardless of how he elevates me to go lower as I go higher and humble myself mm -hmm. under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt us in due season because we have a choice. Either we humble ourselves or we get humbled. Mm -hmm. My mother said she'd rather be a little thing coming up than a big thing coming down. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's different titles we get. I'm getting ready to get another, get a title. 
because I'm getting re consecrated as a as a bishop. Hmm. But um, that's not the most important thing, because mm -hmm. God said this to me. If I if I say a bishop, you're a bishop, and people say you're not, you're still bishop. Right. But if people say you're a bishop, and I say you're not, you're not. You're not. So whatever God says you are, but don't get don't get tied in a tourniquet in trying to be what you're not, right? Because you got caught in the knot, right? Does that make sense? Uh -huh. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well, thank you, thank yeah. you for joining me today and for sharing all of your wisdom and joy with us, and. Um, yeah, I appreciate you. I appreciate who you are and and our family. Yeah, and yeah, and we our are community. family. Yeah, yeah, and our community and and our churches and I just and in the kingdom. I I appreciate you. I appreciate you too, and I'm an honored to be here. I hope you loved that as much as I loved recording it because it was so fun to sit down with him he is like i said before he just is someone who always makes me smile he makes me laugh with all of his words and all of his rhymes <laughs> and the way that he puts things together um, i have phrases in my head that i think of all the time that come from him and he is just that joy like i call him like a joy bomb because when you're around him it's just immediate joy um, I loved getting to hear his heart. I loved getting to hear his wisdom. And I just loved having him on this show. If you have not checked him out, you can go check him out at his church at Lifting Up Jesus Church, or you can go um, watch him on Facebook. I know he they Facebook Live every Sunday, and I know that my husband and I uh, will go back and watch um, pretty often. Randy watches him pretty much every week, and I, I join in when I can. So um, if you're not able to get out and go, you can catch it on the live stream or the playback of it later. But he is just a phenomenal person. One of the most authentic people who he is um, on the in the pulpit, on the streets, is the same person he is behind closed doors. And um, he's just a treasure in our city. And so um, I hope that you laughed. I hope that you smiled a whole lot. And I hope that you were so encouraged by him, by his heart, and um, that you enjoyed this episode. So have a fantastic week and join me next week for another episode of Pour It Out.